Hola, como estas, fellow football fans? Welcome to another edition of the Gridiron Graduates. I am your amigo, Bill Rossetti, here with me amigo, Ian Wharton. Ian, what's going on, man? Not too much, not too much. We've uh, hit in that point in the season where everyone freaks out, uh, depending on how the first two weeks have ended up, and <laughs> the overreaction has commenced, and uh, it's a... Uh, it's kind of an interesting time of the year. I mean, glad football's back, but uh, it can be kind of painful uh, when you see people just kind of freaking out about really things that you probably shouldn't freak out about. Yeah, the beginning of the season's always fun. It's always fun to watch those hot takes and then see those hot takes blow up in their face almost the next week, which is really kind of what we saw in week two. Uh, everything we thought we saw about teams in week one completely reversed in week two. But, you know, that's the fun of the NFL. You just never know. Um, but before we get into NFL, I want to kind of go back because I, I got to get your thoughts on this, Ian. Uh, the Ohio State game Saturday. Now, I didn't get to see much of it. I was I was away that day. Uh, but I come back and I check Twitter and all I see is you know, how bad the Ohio State quarterbacks look, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know, someone fill me in on the Ohio State game. And they're like, yeah, Cardale got benched. Yeah. And then by the looks of it, uh, JT Barrett wasn't much better. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you shine some light on what happened there? It was an ugly game, and uh, they just, offensively, they just don't really have an identity right now. Um, you know, I think getting rid of well, I shouldn't say getting rid of, but losing Tom, Tom Herman to the University of Houston. You know, he was their offensive coordinator and play caller last year, and obviously that's a huge loss. I mean, there's no doubt about that so far. The offensive line has really struggled. Quarterbacks have struggled. Um, there's just no real consistency coming from either position, so they're not really able to run the ball too well. They haven't committed to running the ball, which is, I think, the most egregious error. Um and the quarterback play has just been really erratic. It hasn't mattered who's in there. Um, they just haven't played well, whoever it is, either Barrett or um, or uh, Cardell Jones. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think they're going to be fine. It, part of it, too, is, you know, they're, they're getting everyone's best shot every single game. And, you know, they're not necessarily giving that, you know, that best effort. So... I think they'll be all right. I think, you know, they're giving uh, Cardell another start, as I think they should. Um, and I think it'll be okay. I think it'll end up turning out fine. I think we'll end up seeing this team kind of uh, transform a little bit as they hit their stride. Um, they just need a little bit more balanced play calling, and I, and I think it's just a matter of execution, really. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. See how it goes. It wasn't wasn't inspiring, but at the same time, it's it's still the early season. Um, we're not yet in conference play. Once you hit conference play, that's when you really want to start to to hit your stride. Um, yeah. Sometimes these out of conference games, they'll they'll sneak up on you, and I think that's just what happened to them. Because yeah. the defense looks great. The defense looks amazing so far. Uh, and it, that was just one of what turned out to be a bunch of pretty wild games last week in college. That included uh, Alabama losing at home to Ole Miss to put the Rebels back into playoff contention and now you see at least in one of the polls i 
think it's the AP, but I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Big Ten teams are one and two. Yeah. With Michigan State now at number two. Now, we talked last week about the possibility of two Big Ten teams making it to the playoffs, so we don't have to have that discussion again this week. It's kind of too early to revisit that, but... Yeah, it's still interesting just to see that Michigan State has moved up to number two in one of the polls. So it'll be interesting in a few weeks when the first uh, playoff ranks come out. Those are those are always interesting. A little pointless, but interesting to kind of see where the committee stands on these teams as the season goes on. So with that in mind, let's kind of run through the week two games real quick. We'll just run through some of the scores and... Uh, some quick notes, you know, quick, uh, you know, if we, if we have quick notes now, you know, I, I don't know if I speak for Ian here, but, you know, I'm not going to guarantee that I can uh, watch every game start to finish and, you know, watch coaches film on every game. So, you know, I'll, I'll share what I can, but, you know, we'll just run through these real quick and, you know. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Thursday night game, Broncos beat the Chiefs 31-24. Broncos are now 2-0. And a wild, wild finish. Uh, I I was able to catch the ending uh, the next morning, actually, watching on Game Pass. And, oh, my goodness gracious, Kansas City, what was that? I I understand where they're coming from, but, oof, did it blow up in their face. Yeah, I mean, the, the positive for Kansas City is that, you know, they still almost won the game. Yeah. Um, despite all of their own mistakes. It's That's just a tough loss, though. Minute. I mean, yeah, to lose that division game at home, especially when, you know, things things go right for you and you still don't win, that's uh, that's, a, that's a really tough one to, to bounce back from. I, I really can't, can't imagine that was a happy locker room yeah, after that. Missed opportunity for the Chiefs. For sure, and uh, uh, you know, I I thought that I thought defensively they played pretty well. They've just they've really got to get Sean Smith back because um, Marcus Peters has looked fantastic. However, um, the other play at cor- the other cornerback position, um, can't think of the kid's name, but he has just been awful. And I mean, it's to the point where Peyton Manning just dropping back and throwing it, no matter who he's got over on that side of the field. So obviously with Sean Smith back, that's going to greatly improve. That's That will no longer be the case. Are you talking about uh, Philip Gaines? No, no, Gaines is in the slot. Um, Fleming, the other, Cooper. Fleming, yeah, okay, Fleming. Fleming. Yeah, he's, he's, he's god-awful. He shouldn't even be in the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Kansas City will be all right. It's just that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a really tough one to bounce back from. But we end up seeing that every year. I mean, yeah. those games do happen. It's just how you bounce back. You That's one of those ones. Yeah, definitely one that got away. But um, you know, like like you said, I, I think they'll be fine. And this, this is still a pretty talented team. Should be interesting to see how the line continues to play. You know, with Ja Reed feeling like he's the starter now over Eric Fisher. So uh, that could be a bit of a draft bust. In what was one of the ugly games of week two, for all the hype we put into it, Dallas 20, Philadelphia 10. This was a bad game all over the place, really on both sides of the ball. Neither team really could get anything going. I mean, 
you could look at the positive side and say, yeah, both defenses were great, but let, let's be honest, neither offense really looked all that good. And then, of course, the big story coming out of this game, Tony Romo is now out with a broken collarbone. He is on IR designated to return, so he probably won't – he definitely can't come back, I think, till week 11. Week 11, yeah. And you probably won't see him, I think, until uh, until Thanksgiving because I think that's right around um, – It's right around the uh, Thanksgiving game, which is their short week. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, they traded for yeah. Matt Castle to try to supplement, um, you know, that backup, and then Brandon Weedon will start. But yeah, I mean, Weedon will probably start. I think you're looking at Kellen Moore as the backup, at least until Castle learns the offense. Yeah, yeah I mean, Because ele- week 11, they play the Dolphins, right? They're saying that's when he can come back. Okay. And then they have the Panthers on the short week on Thanksgiving. So maybe then, maybe the Monday night against the Redskins, we'll see Romo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard to imagine that at that point they'll still be in it. I almost think, like, at that point you kind of just maybe tank the season if you're not in the playoff race. I, I just can't see them in the playoff race. As poorly as that division is played, that kind of sounds crazy. But, yeah. I mean, re- realistically, I think Philadelphia eventually picks it up. Um and if they're more than three, two or three games back, I mean, there's no reason to play Romo the rest of the season. Yeah, but so it, we'll obviously see how that works out. Yeah. Um, and on Philly's side of the ball, boy, for all, all the talk on the offense, it has just not produced at all. Murray can't get anything going. The line stinks, specifically the two guards, and that was the big question all throughout the summer was how are the guards going to perform? Well, here you are two weeks in, and it's not so good. Yeah. Bradford's obviously struggled. Jordan Matthews has struggled, as surprising as that sounds, because he's had some bad drops. Um, I've seen people say this, and I think it's real too early for, to be saying this, but there's a lot of Eagles fans that are saying that Byron Maxwell might be Namdi Asamoah all over again. Like I said, I think we're that it's a little too quick to be saying that, but I understand the fear. Uh, but yeah, Philly's really got to get get it going. Uh, it starts this Sunday against the Jets, which you know, as we'll talk about in a little bit, that's not as easy as once thought. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean Maxwell, and it's tough too because like so Maxwell is going to a less conducive scheme for his talent. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot less talent around him. Right. Um, it, you know, the coverage productivity that I do, that was a huge red flag. Uh, he wasn't a bad player, but he, honestly, I don't think he's the number one cornerback. He benefited a lot from guys like Sherman. Matt yeah, Herman. and the scheme so much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's you know, it is what it is. And they really wanted to upgrade the cornerback position, but mm-hmm. I think they'd be okay if they can get. Um, if they can get a true number one corner and it's really hard to sit there and say, well, you know, they just paid for one, but it's like, you got to keep it in mind too, that when a guy hits free agency, like it's not the same as an extension because it, everything changes. Like the price completely changes. Um, when a guy hits free agency, like if Marcel Darius would have hit, hit, unrestricted free agency he would have gotten more money than any other defensive tackle ever that's why sue got one because if sue would have re-signed early he would have not gotten the same deal so 
Um, you know, you pay the price to get be- get a be- get a better player than what you had, and just, you just can't be surprised when you're misplaying him at a position against guys he probably shouldn't be covering. Uh, Panthers go to two and zero. They beat the Texans twenty four to seventeen. Probably the most amazing stat of this game: Ryan Mallett throws thirty one incompletions. Uh, credit the Texans though for going with the upside play in Mallet, but uh, so far not so good for the Texans as they're at 0-2, rough start. Cam Newton was actually the leading rusher for the Panthers, 10 carries, 76 yards, and a TD. Greg Olson, 6 catches, 70 yards. Panthers played well without Luke Keekley. Yeah. Um, but certainly... You know, the matchup was a little bit easier with Mallet a quarterback, still no Arian Foster, so not much of a run game. And other than DeAndre Hopkins, there's not a whole lot there to be excited about with the Texans. So, you know, unfortunately for a guy like J.J. Watt, he's once again stuck on a pretty down team now. You know, granted, they certainly can turn it around, but uh, they really need Arian Foster back and quick and sounds like they may he may be back as soon as this week yeah well i saw he won't be back this week um and and they were talking about the the, the thing is is like with him out this week and it's because they want him 100 percent. and i know how he Which, is yeah that's understandable like and he's he's definitely very picky himself which is understandable like you said i mean it is what it is yeah um but what I was reading from, I think it was Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport on Twitter, is I, I believe he was talking about how if he misses this game, he's probably going to miss the next two as well um, because of short rest. And uh, I then they said Thursday game coming up, I think. Yeah. So, so I mean, if that happens, you know, it, it it's just one of the situations where they want him a hundred percent. He wants to be a hundred percent. Right. That would make him strong for the second half of the year. Um, so, I mean, you know, it sucks for your fantasy team if that's going to be the case. Um, but, but realistically, that's probably what's going to happen if if those people are right. And, I mean, I, I had said that at the time, too. Like, don't be surprised if that happens because ultimately that's how he's been throughout his whole career. So there's no reason to think that that's going to all of a sudden change. Yeah. 49ers crashed back to earth hard yep. after them. A strong week one. I think they fooled a lot of people, including myself, as they get bombarded by the Steelers, 43 to 18. As the Steelers go to one and one, uh, this is the offense we've been talking about with the Steelers, and uh, how high paced they were expected to be. And this was still with D'Angelo Williams at running back. Guess what? Le'Veon Bell's back next week, so. Uh, Buckle up, because I think it's going to be a fun ride. And Antonio Brown, what a run he's on. 195 yards receiving for uh, for Antonio Brown. And congrats to the guy on DraftKings. He had Antonio Brown helped him win $2 million. Jeez. I'm jealous of you. He also had Travis Benjamin, too, and we'll get, we'll get to that in a bit. So. Wow. Yeah, he, he this guy lucked out. By the way, by the way I love you, DraftKings, but... I want some money. Damn you, Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's Mike why I, I, I quit. Me. I quit playing that stuff because, like, 
I don't know, man. It just it seems so lucky, and it just seems so. Oh, yeah, you have to extremely lucky. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't. Know. I just and all like the advertisements and stuff. That's ridiculous. It's so annoying. Can't watch anything without. Oh, hey, it. I think I just it's saw stuff. one. Yeah, like by the way, this show is brought to you by <laughs> by, by DraftKings and FanDuel. By the way, DraftKings, if you're listening, we we wouldn't mind a little. I would be a huge fan of DraftKings. Yeah. If, if <laughs> well, you want to well, pay us, I'll change my tune quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Spot us some free Millionaire Maker tickets, and uh, we got gotcha. you. That's right. But yeah, so yeah, so we 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 know what we got with the Steelers. Uh, so we'll, it'll be exciting to watch them next week with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Jameis Winston gets their first gets his first win, beating Drew Brees and the Saints twenty six nineteen. And uh, boy, the Saints are a bad team right now. Yeah, yeah. And Brees may be playing. Um, we we're not sure yet. Like there was reports that he could have torn his rotator cuff. There was reports that he's still going to play through it. Now there's reports that he's going to see what it's like on game day. Whether he plays or not, if he plays, if he plays, then they at least have a somewhat of a chance to win. But he has not been the same guy since last year. No. Um, people tried to like dispel that over this off season, but like I was saying all off season that they should trade Drew Brees because he wasn't really that good last year, and he looks a lot worse now with his shoulder continuing to get worse. So, um, yeah, good luck, Saints. Um, I think they're best off trying to just like sit him and lose as much as possible and try to get Jared Goff in the draft because Your I boy. think. Yeah, like, I just think he'd be perfect with Sean Payton, and uh, even if Sean Payton's back next year, I don't, I don't know. I've heard some some rumors that, um, not from people I've talked to, but just from people apparently he's possibly in the hot seat, which is, seems insane. That's he's a really surprising, good coach. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, the Saints are a mess. Yeah, and credit Jameis Winston for going into New Orleans, picking up the win. But you know, they're they're, they're still a so-so team. So uh, let's not get all hyped up on him yet either but obviously he showed he's much better than what he showed in week one yeah vikings 26 lions 16 vikings go to one and one lions oh and two my man teddy bridgewater figured he'd he'd bounce back and uh oh by the way adrian peterson says hi he's back too yeah yeah that was really nice to see um, after struggling that first week and just being like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh, no, he's great. He's back. This is going to be a really fun team to watch. Yep. I, th- I think they're ready to make a playoff run. I mean, I-, I guess that was Mike Zimmer saying, yes, sorry, fantasy owners, for um, only giving them 10 carries, so we'll make it up to you this week by giving them about 30. And uh, he only took them for about 134 yards. So, yeah, I, I think the Vikings will be fine. Uh, another team that's doing fine is the Cardinals, 2-0, 48-23 winners over the lowly Bears. As Larry Fitzgerald goes off on Chicago. Eight catches, a buck 12, three touchdowns. I wasn't much of a believer in the Cardinals preseason, but I think I'm starting to believe in them a little bit now and starting to think that they very well could be an NFC contender. Yeah, I'm with you. I was kind of against this team. Um, entering the season, I was just like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't really a fan. But they're looking pretty good so far, and Carson Palmer looks really good. 
So, I mean, we'll see how the season goes, you know, when they face a little bit better team. Yeah, that's that's a thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still not going to believe um, in that defense fully, but I'm, I will say, I mean, they did look really good the first couple of weeks. So, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't have written them off before the season. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to give us a little bit of egg on our face, and it'll be interesting to watch them, too, once Andre Ellington comes back to see yeah. how the run game goes. But I think David Johnson has shown that he deserves a little more work in this offense. Yeah, he's been so good. He has. Uh, and then the poor Bears, uh, they stink with Jay Cutler. They'll be even worse now since they won't have Jay Cutler. God bless them on Sunday against the Seahawks. Yeah, good luck. Uh, um, <laughs> Seahawks haven't been overly good, but still, I mean, it's still the, still the Seahawks. That's going to be an ugly game. And that got, game got flexed to CBS so that hopefully more people can watch it. Oops. <laughs> uh, Patriots beat the Bills 40-32. to The champs go to 2-0. and The Bills made it made it a good game, outscoring the Patriots 19-3 to in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, boy, Tom Brady breaking out 466 yards and three touchdowns, 113 yards and a touchdown to Rob Gronkowski. That's why they're the champs. They're able to pull it out, but credit Tyrod Taylor and the Bills for climbing back in it. Yeah, I mean, it was a really interesting game. I mean, the, the Patriots basically dominated most of the game with short passes. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when the game's pretty much over, um, the uh, basically the, the Bills came back and, and, you know, made it a game. But overall, I mean, I think that they just showed the blueprint blueprint how to beat this talented uh bills defense and i think that's something to watch moving forward especially playing miami another division team mm-hmm. uh can miami go in there and possibly do the same thing uh I, don't, I mean obviously i don't think miami's quite as good especially on defense as the patriots their defense has been very 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 disappointing um but that was a fun game to watch especially to see blit brady dealing and see uh, rex ryan's defense trying to come up with something to stop him and he just had no answers uh, Bengals are two and zero. They beat the Chargers twenty four to nineteen. Gio Bernard, after uh, I guess Jeremy Hill had some issues, Gio Bernard steps up. It's twenty carries, hundred twenty three yards. Jeremy Hill last year, I think, made a lot of casual fans forget about Gio Bernard and yeah. forget the fact that Gio Bernard is still a good running back. Yep. Let's not forget Gio Bernard was the first back taken in in uh, twenty thirteen, I believe. Um, and there's a reason he was the first back taken. He's good. Right. So, you know, credit credit the Bengals for getting him back involved. Uh, let's let's see if they can keep it going. A big one coming up this week for the Ravens. Um, and the, Ch- the Chargers, I think, will will still be okay. Bengals just got the better of San Diego this week. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. But, uh, you know, I think those are two kind of middling teams that, that probably do well during the season. Um, and then as soon as it kind of gets to postseason, I'm not sure I really believe in them. But yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, Def- definitely def- interesting. Can't write them off completely. No, I can't write them off yet. 
Johnny Football breaks out as the Browns beat the Titans 28-14. Titans, another team that uh, kind of fell back to earth a little bit. And uh, Travis Benjamin, as I mentioned before, helped the guy win $2 million on DraftKings. Three catches, a buck, 15, two touchdowns. So, yay, Johnny Manziel made the Browns offense exciting. So we go back to Josh McCown in week three. Yeah, I mean, I, so I watched the game, I charted it. I didn't think Manziel did very well. Um, I know he had the big touchdown throws. I thought the second touchdown throw to Benjamin was pretty impressive. He actually got him in stride. He actually, you know, extended the play. I don't know if that extent, how he extend plays, I don't think that's sustainable, honestly. I mean, it's just, they know, he does that same spin move every time. And most of the time it gets him killed. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point you got to stop doing that. Um, you got to win within the pocket, and he doesn't do that. So the first the first touchdown throw he had was underthrown. He was just lucky that Cody Sensabaugh got torched, absolutely torched by Benjamin twice. I mean, Benjamin's been a really good development for them. He's he's a legitimate good deep receiver now for them, which is kind of funny because now he's in a contract year. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I'm not I'm definitely not buying into Johnny Manziel, and I don't blame. I really don't blame the Browns. I wouldn't do the same move. You know, I would give Manziel the entire season and then decide either, yeah. you know, keep him as a backup um, to develop down the line, but I'd still take a first-round quarterback if possible, or if he proves that he's worth anything, uh, either trade him or stick with him. Right. So, um, yeah, I think those are the two decisions you have with him. I just don't understand this whole sitting on the bench thing, uh, at least for him right now, because ultimately you're not going to learn anything about him right now. If he's sitting on the bench, you know, he's not going to get better on the bench. He really needs experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're doing, but I mean, I didn't think he played great either. So like, I, I understand the argument that, yeah, that that seems to be like the consensus. He didn't play all that well. So some aren't that surprised. They went back to McCown, but Hey, Brown's going to Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately the story for them. <laughs> Uh, Falcons are two and zero. They be they come from behind, erase as the Giants blow another double digit lead. Falcons win twenty four to twenty. Falcons go to two and zero, setting up the battle of the unbeaten's against the Cowboys. Giants fall to zero and two. Odell Beckham though in a losing effort goes nuts, hundred forty six yards, one touchdown. We'll see the Giants tomorrow night actually. You know, or t- as Ian likes to say tonight, if you're listening on Thursday, uh, we'll see the Giants on Thursday night football against the Redskins, who uh, got a bit of an upset win over the Rams, 24 to 10. As boy, the Rams really uh, crapped the bed in Week Two after the big win in Week One uh, against the Seahawks. Matt Jones with a coming out party, 19 carries, buck 23, two touchdowns. There was a lot of love for Matt Jones, and it looks like it's finally starting to come to a head for the boat, for that guy. Yeah, he's he's looked really good for them. Um, they're, they're, I mean, even like the Redskins in general, I have uh, have really impressed. They're executing much better than what I thought. I think their coaching is actually doing better than what people thought. Um, you know, which sounds kind of surprising, but I mean, this is, this might be a team to watch. I mean, I don't think they're a realistic, you know, playoff contender, to be honest, because I, I mean, they don't have a quarterback, which yeah. 
now no one in the division really does have a have like a guaranteed <laughs> quarterback. But um, I even I, said the the funny thing was I think the only team that could feel good about themselves coming out of week two was the Redskins. Yeah, and I mean I still believe in Sam Bradford. I think I think he'll be fine. Um, but you know week two hot takes are definitely flying. I still think at the end of the season we're gonna see. Um, the Redskins right where they belong, which is, you know, at like the bottom of the yeah. food chain. Uh, a game that you probably, you probably weren't too thrilled about on Sunday. The Dolphins go into Jacksonville and the Jags come out with the win 23 to 20. Very nice for me though, to finally see the Jags talent start to break through a little bit. I've been waiting for this for about three years for the, Jags to look pretty good and be the decent team. And my boy, Allen Robinson, Matt Harmon, I can still hear you hooting and hollering out there. Six catches, a buck 55, two touchdowns for the Penn State product. Yeah, it's a rough game for Miami. They basically played as bad as you'll probably see all season. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if Miami can bounce back. But their defense, their offense, um, very disappointing. Very disappointing performance. Yeah. So, and we, but God. Um, but yeah, I mean the Jacks played well. Blake Bortles continues to look better. Um, his playmakers are still dropping the ball a lot, but we did see some a couple big plays from Allen Robinson, and I think that that's that's promising to see. Um, I think I still think their biggest issue on offense is just consistency around Bortles. I don't think Bortles is a huge issue. Um, I think he's better than what most people think. Yeah. Not like a really good quarterback or anything like that, but I think he's definitely a guy that is – you can see why they would pick him so high, and you can see what why they should continue to develop him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they played they played all, they played a good game. Miami, like I said, though, I mean, I honestly think Miami played a really bad game. Um, but, I mean, you know, you'll have games like that. So, yeah. and, we, and we talked a little bit on Twitter on Sunday – because um, I know there was a bit of a question on whether Cameron Wake was going to play or not. And I had asked you if Wake is playing. Yeah, he said, played. Yeah, like, but he's been invisible. Yeah, he played 15, uh, 15 snaps last week. Um, so like when you had asked me, he was playing, and then he had an, a hamstring injury. So ah, okay. Yeah, so he ended up leaving the game, and I mean, he just he hasn't been the same guy though. So I guess like, I jinxed him. Sorry. No, no, it's. You know, it's yeah, it's it just is rough. what it is. Yeah, it's the it's life of the Dolphins fan. So. Yeah, life. So is the Dolphins. And I continue to say this, and I will say this week after week until they get it right. Give Lamar Miller the ball. That yeah, is all. I mean it's it's a fireable offense. Like how little they're giving him the ball. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. Like that, everyone gets on the defensive coordinator, but really the biggest issue is the offensive coordinator. Yes, he just he has no idea what he's doing. And it's really frustrating to watch every week. It is. Raiders get the surprise win over the Ravens in a battle of the two similar-sounding team names. Uh, 37-33 Ravens, 0-2. But they're another team, I think, that they'll be fine. Raiders, though, Derek Carr played well. Amari Cooper obviously had a good game. Um, Steve Smith, though, on a losing effort, 10 catches, a buck 50. Like I said, I, I think the Ravens will be okay. Just surprising to see them at 0-2. 
Yeah, I mean, this was, this was a really weird game. Um, defensive breakdowns all over the place for for Baltimore. And, uh, I mean, I think they'll be, again, I think they'll be okay. I'm not going to overreact too much. Oakland really did a good job of capitalizing, but Oakland still almost gave the game away. So, um, you know, it's I wouldn't be too worried if you're a Ravens fan, um, but they do need to start turning things around quickly. And it starts this week against Cincinnati. Yep. The big rematch took place Sunday night. And indeed, the Packers go to 2-0 and push the Seahawks to 0-2 with the 27-17 victory. Aaron Rodgers just continues to do his thing. Uh, James Jones gets another touchdown. And Giants fans continue to clamor, wondering why they kept Preston Parker over James Jones, even though it was more that the Giants needed a slot receiver, not James Jones. Uh, Eddie Lacy a bit banged up, though. But James Stark's certainly more than capable of filling in, if need be. Um, Seahawks, though, no need to panic. As we mentioned, they've got the lowly Bears coming into town Sunday. Then they've got the Lions at home on a Monday night. And we all know how the Quest Field or CenturyLink Field gets in prime time. Seahawks will be just fine. But the Packers now in the driver's seat for the top spot in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, they look pretty good, and they get the redemption early on. And, um, they may be a team that, that kind of pulls away as like the favorite in the NFC, because right now we haven't seen a dominant team, and I think that they're easily the closest thing. Um, them and the Cardinals, I would yeah. say, have been the two best teams so far. And on Monday night, Andrew Luck, not a good game. As Horrible. Lose to the Jets. 20-7, the Jets off to a surprise 2-0 start, and the Colts at 0-2. But Dante Moncrief, a bright spot for the Colts, 7 catches, a buck 22, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck, that's the second straight game that he's really played poorly. Um, I think part of it is scheme. Uh, they're just running a lot of deep routes. They're not really running too much intermediate stuff, and that kind of makes it hard. Uh, especially with that offensive line, you know, they just, they're, they're just kind of a mess. And I'm not really sure if we're going to see an immediate change from them. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to, to sit there and say, you know, this is how you fix your issues because they've got, they've got pretty poor personnel. I mean, there's, I don't think there's a whole lot they can do outside of just playing better. Um, and I mean, we knew they, they were massively flawed entering the season and they're kind of getting exposed for it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, pick of them going to the Super Bowl, not looking so hot right now. Hashtag hot take. But hey, fun, funnily enough, of our four picks to go to the Super Bowl, only one has a win, and that's my pick of the Packers. So a l- little bit of a little bit of a shot for me. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's certainly going to turn around. I think the Colts will bounce bounce back in the near two picks the Eagles and the Ravens should bounce back at least hopefully the Eagles bounce back for my fandom sake <laughs> but we'll see what happens right so let's move ahead to week number three some interesting games on the dock just scrolling through a little bit see what we got but uh what are some of the games you're looking forward to um, I mean, I'll be looking tomorrow night. I think that that's going to be an interesting game. 
between the Giants and the and the Redskins. Um, it's it, we haven't seen a good performance out of the Redskins on a uh, prime time game in quite a while. I think it's been a couple years. I think after since after like maybe once in a couple years ago. I think they had a they had a decent game, but I mean that's usually a historically a really bad. Um, Prime they time had the game. upset win with Colt McCoy that recently against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, so I mean the Giants are favored and they're at home, so you know I think the Giants probably win this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if it goes either way. I think that's a good head, the like, coin flip game. Yeah. That I mean, if the, it, I think whoever loses will say a lot about them. Um, you know, I'm not going to overreact to it either way. I mean, if the Giants lose, their their season is going to be really tough to recover from, um, but. It will be possible, um, but going 0-2 at home to start the season and 0-3 in general is not a good start. So I think that'll be a good game to watch. Um, Bills and Dolphins, obviously, I'll be watching that game. I want to see how Miami can come back from a little bit of adversity against a bad team. And, uh, you know, can they finally live up to their, their talent, which I really doubt that they will because this coaching staff's done a really bad job. Um, I think it's one of the worst coaching staffs in the league, but nevertheless – it should be a fun game against the Bills. Um, it should be a close game, at least for most of it. I think the Bills might win that one, though. And uh, I'll also be watching the... Um, as I scroll through myself, um, Eagles and Jets looks interesting, but I'm not going to pick that one. I'm going to pick Chargers and Vikings because I like both of those quarterbacks a whole lot. I think that the Vikings are, are, you know, they found their recipe for success and they're kind of even match teams with maybe the Vikings having a slight nod because their defense is better than the Chargers. But I think that'll be a fun game. And, and plus, you're also going to be watching some really fun running back play. Um, not only Adrian Peterson, but the Chargers have Melvin Gordon, Danny Woodhead. I mean, those guys are really fun to watch. So I think those I think all those all three of those games should be pretty fun and, and kind of insightful for what the season will have in store. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on those games as well, particularly Chargers, Vikings. You know, I'm always going to say I just enjoy watching Teddy Bridgewater, so that'll yep. be a fun game. And uh, over under one and a half references to Adrian Peterson breaking the single game rushing record uh, back then against the Chargers. I will go with two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I, I agree with you about the Thursday night game. I think it's one that could really go either way. Um, but I'm leaning the Giants only because road teams, you know, last week being a little bit of an exception, but road teams typically have down games on Thursday games because of the short week. Not that the Redskins have had to travel far. You know, their first two games have been at home. And they're only going to East Rutherford for this game, but still, in, in general, road teams fare par- fare pretty poorly. Yeah, I think I chose the wrong words there, but you know they, they don't fare so well uh, on Thursday night games. I'm kind of intrigued a little bit by the uh, Sunday night game this week. Between the Broncos and the Lions, I, I just enjoy seeing these like, you know, interconference matchups in prime time. Just seeing how they kind of match up. Um, 
and I guess it'll be interesting to see, you know, do they just keep Tlaib and Harris on their sides, or do they have one shadow Calvin Johnson? You know, matchups like that are interesting to watch. Uh, the Broncos' D has been outstanding this season. Uh, the Ageless Wonder, Demarcus Ware, still going nuts. Um, and against that Lions offensive line, which hasn't been the greatest, it'll be interesting to see how much they can get after Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I was really disappointed last week seeing that Amir Abdullah did not get, did not have much of an effort. You know, the num- numbers obviously weren't there. Uh, I really liked, would like to see him get more involved. Um, I know some people that are, you know, still kind of surprised that Joyke Bell hasn't done all that much this season. Well, there's a reason Joyke Bell hasn't done much. They drafted a better back. Yeah, two maybe even two better backs, because I think Zach Zenner is a pretty pretty decent back too. Zach Zenner is good too. Yeah, the kid from uh, what North Dakota State, I believe. Uh, no, he went to um, shoot, flipping my mind now. Oh, my. North Dakota State kid was um Crockett. Oh yeah, that's right. For uh, for Green Bay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was an FCS school. I just can't remember exactly uh, what it was. As it looked, South Dakota State. South Dakota I was State. close. That's right. Yep, that's right. As soon as you said it, I was like, yep, yep. Uh, the Jackrabbits, of course. <laughs> uh, and then I'm also looking forward to Bears-Seahawks, only to see how bad the Bears could beat up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, don't that, do that, that to yourself. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, Cam Chancellor ended his holdout, but I don't expect Cam to play only because you know he hasn't practiced since OTAs. So if there's ever a week for him to be on the team and get a week off, this is the week. I, I think the Seahawks, this is about as close as a free pass because, you know, there's no such thing as a free pass in the NFL. But this is as close to one as you're going to get in the NFL, I think. You know, yeah. Angry seat. The fact that Jimmy Clausen is starting over Jay Cutler. And the fact that the Seahawks are angry losing to the Packers and angry sitting at 0-2. Not a good formula for Chicago. It's like I said. I think it's going to be a long Sunday for for Bears fans. And is Alshon Jeffrey even 100 percent yet? I don't even know if I haven't seen anything about it. Even if he is, I mean, just put Sherman on him and that's it. Uh, but the Monday night game is also intriguing, if only for the fact that it's the a rematch of the very first Super Bowl. The Chiefs taking on the Packers. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Alex Smith fares at Lambeau and if the Packers can continue the role that they've been on. Uh, we saw Ty Montgomery get involved a little bit last week against the Seahawks, so we'll see how much his role expands. Uh, the only downside to James Jones playing as well as he has is that it's kind of cooled off the hype for Devontae Adams, which is okay. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's good for the Packers, just not for those who uh, kind of blew their wads on him in fantasy at the time of the Jordy injury. Uh, and then what, what else looks interesting? And, and then obviously I'll be watching Eagles-Jets. Mm. Um 
you know, like I said, the Jets certainly impose a bit of a challenge now that we didn't think would be there uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Leonard Williams has been playing outstanding. Yeah. The only thing that sucks, he went away from my high school number. It was pretty neat to watch <laughs> see him wear number 62. I'm really glad he changed it, though. <laughs> it, it, it does make a little more sense, yeah, because you're so used to seeing defensive players in the NFL in the 90s, not in the 60s. That's more so for, like, offensive linemen. Uh, but he's been playing well. Uh, obviously, the sec- secondary's been playing. The, the defense in general, I think, has been playing well. Um, so can this offense start to get it going against the team? That, you know, let, let's be honest, they've obviously sur- surprised a lot of people. Fitzpatrick's actually been playing okay. Um, you know, Todd Bowles came out and said, yeah, we're going to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick even when Geno Smith is uh, fully healthy. Yeah, and that's not surprising. I think, I, I mean, I think when we you both start kind of expected know, that. What's that? I think we both kind of expected that yeah, even. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you start... Geno's to, not good. So. And when you start 2-0... You know, it, it's kind of hard to kind of make the decision to go back. Yeah. You know, it's almost feeling like starting over. You know, if they were 0-2, then this decision, you know, there would have been maybe a better chance that they go back to Geno Smith. But the fact that they're 2-0, and you know, you, you kind of have to roll with it until the wheels come off. Yeah. Um, curious to see, you know, because... We talked about Byron Maxwell and how he's kind of been burned a little bit the first two weeks. So him matching up against Brandon Marshall is going to be interesting to watch. Eric Decker might not play, though, because he has that injury and it's a short week. So maybe that's a little bit of a break for the Eagles. But I don't know. I I, I yeah. hate to say it, but I think the Eagles might be looking at an 0-3 start. As much as I hate to say that, I I think the Jets might sting them in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Be- I don't think the Jets are that good because, like, if you look at it and say, look how much they probably should have won on Sunday on Monday night, they probably should have won that game, you know, fairly handily. Yeah. With all the mistakes that the Colts made. Um, you know, I, I think Fitzpatrick can implode at any minute, too. Um, it's not a matter of if with him. It's a matter of when he's going to implode and just have, like, really bad games. And, and, I mean, there's a reason why he's been tossed around the league so much. He's not he's not overly good. Like, he can give you good games in a short form, a, a short series or so. Um, but overall, though, he's not very good. So I, I still believe in the in – the, in the Eagles, I, I think that they just need to get their running game going, um, which is easier said than done. But um, against the Jets, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those games that it might be a little bit of a toss-up game. And the news today that uh, DeMarco Murray suffered a hamstring injury and left practice. Yeah. So that'll be something to monitor as the week goes by. Uh, but yeah. Great. Definitely a tough break, but we'll see, though. I mean, he may be back. I mean, it's... Could be back, but if not, you know, Ryan Matthews is capable of handling some carries. You still have Darren Sproles. Uh, Kenyon Barner was active on Sunday, so maybe you sprinkle him in a little bit. So, 
I understand Eagles fans panicking. You know, of course, there's that viral video of uh, that Eagles fan walking out embarrassed. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. No. You know, he, he basically walks in. And he's like, you know, I've walked out of the stadium angry, this, that, and the other. He goes, I've never walked out of the stadium embarrassed. You know, so mm-hmm. I understand the frustration for Eagles fans, but I think it should be okay. You know, like like we talked about, this division's up for grabs. Yeah. You know, Even if you like this, it's one of the few positions in the league where you might be able to get away from starting zero and three if it happens. Yeah. It, it's a rarity, but you know, with Dallas, um, you know, because obviously Dallas without Roman Bryant for quite some time. I don't know. I mean. I think Dallas might have a shot to beat Atlanta this week, you know, with that defense and maybe get the run game going. But, you know, down the line when teams catch on to them a little bit, you know, can can Whedon keep the boat afloat for a couple of games till Matt Castle comes there? And then even when Matt Castle comes in, can he can he perform well? Yeah, it just seems so unlikely. But... I mean, I guess I guess you've seen weirder things in life. <laughs> the the NWL, the National Weird League, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. And then just a run through of the game. So we talked about Redskins, Giants, the Falcons are at the Cowboys, the Colts against the Titans, the Raiders against the Josh McCown led Browns. Uh, Bengals and the Ravens, and what kind of feels like a must-win for the Ravens this early in the AFC North. I mean, if they lose yeah, this game... That's a tough one to come back from. They're essentially four games back of the Bengals. Right. So, uh, Jaguars are in New England to face the Patriots. I mentioned my love for the Jaguars' town, but if they beat the Patriots, then hell will have frozen over. And I think I saw somewhere, too, I don't know, it was a poll somewhere. It was like, what would be the bigger upset, the Jags over the Patriots or the Bears over the Seahawks? Oh, I think the Bears over the Seahawks. Yeah. With uh, with what the Bears will be rolling into Seattle with and everything going on, you know, that, that would be, uh, that would probably be the equivalent to a, well, maybe not a 16 beating a 1 in the NCAA tournament, but maybe maybe like a 14 beating a 3. And again, we've seen a bunch of 14s beat through, so maybe like a 15 over a 2. Yeah. Since last year we had a pair of 14s bust everybody's bracket. Hey, thanks. By the way, thanks again, Iowa State, for ruining my bracket last year. <laughs> Final four. So much for that. Yep. Ripped up my bracket within the first three hours. That's right. We'll, I'll talk college basketball here. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> North Carolina all the way. Uh, then what else do we got? The Saints at the Panthers. We talked about how bad the Saints are, so it could be a rough. Panthers might start 3-0 and there. Eagles at the Jets. The Buccaneers at the Texans. J.J. Watt might eat Jameis Winston for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Sunday with how bad that offensive line is. Yeah, good luck, Donovan Smith, and uh, and whoever's playing right tackle. <laughs> good luck. Uh, Chargers against the Vikings, as we talked about, an interesting game. Super Bowl rematch, Steelers against the Rams. Obviously, the Rams weren't in St. Louis at the time of the Super Bowl meeting, but uh, 
it is still a Super Bowl rematch. Funnily enough, I'm looking at the... I mean, I'm not sure where they get the numbers. I'm just scrolling on ESPN. They have the line for that game is even. Wow. Over under 47.5, but I think, as a lot of people know, the Steelers are very infamous for playing down to their competition. Yeah. Yeah, be careful with that one. It, it could be a bit of a trap game, but I think the Steelers' offense is, is just too good. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown is just completely unguardable. And, by the way, they're getting back. Um, are they getting Bell. back uh, and, uh, Le'Veon Bell this week? Is that right? Bell's back this week, yep. This week, yeah. So, yeah, good luck. <laughs> 49ers are at the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinals get to 3-0 and there. I do. I do, too. Uh, Bills at the Dolphins. I know you mentioned you're a little worried as far as um, the Dolphins go for this week against the Bills. Tyrod Taylor might be able to pick that defense apart a little bit with Sammy Watkins and company. Yeah, I'm not expecting a Dolphins win. Um, I think the Bills win fairly, fairly comfortably, maybe like 10 points or so. But we'll see. I mean, it's, it's hard, too, because... Our, our my lasting impression on Miami was pretty pretty sour, so yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm right there with you, feeling very disappointed in them, because I mean, as I mentioned before in the show, I had them in the playoffs too. Um, really had high hopes for them, as did a lot of people. I mean, let, let's be honest, they they came into this team, or it came into the season, pretty hyped up by a lot of people. Understandably, yeah. you know, the Sioux signing. The trading for Kenny Stills, the drafting of Devontae Parker. Yeah, by the way, they haven't used those two guys pretty much at all. So ah, well, it's, been, it's, been, it's been so frustrating. Yeah, it's been really frustrating because of that. Uh, hopefully they turn it around. Yes, hopefully. Uh, Bears at the Seahawks. Again, another fun game. Broncos-Lions on Sunday night, and then the Chiefs against the Packers on Monday night. So some interesting games. Uh, on the dock, uh, and I'll go with the Seahawks, Broncos, and the Packers for those three games. I would go, yeah, Seahawks, Broncos, and yeah, yeah. I think I think I'd go with that as well. Yeah, so we're in agreement there. Uh, I think we're in agreement. Buffalo over Miami, Arizona over San Fran, Pitt over St. Louis. I've got the Vikings over the Chargers. Are you on the same boat there? Um, yeah, yeah. Toss up a little bit. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm just, just, just. I can just see so much weird stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Adrian Peterson rushes for for 300 yards and breaks another record. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't I mean, hey, I'd, I, that's always fun for me to watch. Like, I know, I know some people don't like to watch. Uh, you know, people run the ball, and or, you know, I don't know, maybe if they like passing more, but. But I like watching that. I like watching dominant running backs. <laughs> so I mean, hey, I because there's not too many of them anymore in the NFL. That's right. I so mean, enjoy I think, it I think, while you can. Well, I think it will come back. I will say, I do think it'll come back a little bit. Slowly uh, but surely, we're coming back to the featured back. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really, really good ones coming from from college. So mm-hmm. um, maybe don't hold your breath, but maybe. <laughs> and certainly down the line, we'll be talking some of those running backs. I look forward to getting some NFL draft talk with you and 
maybe get some guests on and really ramble on. Uh, it sounds like we're in agreement. Houston gets their first win over Tampa. It, it sounds like you have the Eagles. I've got the Eagles, yes. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles. What the hell? Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's not going to last forever. I got to have faith. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think Chip will let this team go to 0 and 3. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. yeah. And, I can't see that. If yeah, they do, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but. because, no, like, like you said, with, with the way Dallas is going to be, uh, it may, it may not be, you know, it's, it's even going to get even more yeah. loony if, uh, if the Giants end up winning tomorrow night. So like, it's just, it's going to be so wide open if that happens. It really will. Even, even just even more. So Uh, I think we've both got the Panthers over the Saints. Yes. The Pats over the Jags. I'm taking the Ravens over the Bengals because I don't think they'll let themselves get to 0-3, especially in their home opener against the division rival. Yeah. Raiders over the Browns. Um, yeah, I, I would take that as well. Colts over the Titans. Yep. And I'm slightly leaning Dallas over Atlanta. I don't know why. I'm just kind of getting that vibe that maybe the defense carries them through this one. Hmm. I go, I go, I go Atlanta. All right. Um, and I do want to wrap this up by saying rest in peace to one of the greatest baseball players that has ever lived. Obviously, we never got to watch him play, but we know about him. Yogi Berra. It was real surprising when I woke up this morning, and pretty much the first thing I saw was that Yogi Berra had passed away. Yeah, it's definitely sad, and, uh, you know, just... uh... I don't really know what to say about it. So it's it's just I, one of those things where you know some, someone passes, and I mean, yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there just because you know it, it's obviously a big story. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to have met his granddaughter. A few oh, very cool. Ago. Um, Joe Madden, of course, the manager of the Cubs, who's from my hometown, was here doing his annual dinner. And he had a bunch of media personalities along with him, one of them being Lindsay Barra, granddaughter of Yogi Bear. So I got to talk to her and, you know, kind of ask her a little bit of about the journalistic path. So it was, it was really interesting. Got to meet her and Kimberly Jones of NFL Network. So it, it was a neat time. Very cool. Um, and then, unfortunately, the... Uh, as we're going right now, the Yankees are down four nothing in the ninth to the Blue Jays, um, but the Yankees should still make the playoffs. By the way, have you been following baseball season? No, man, it's been a couple of years since I followed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just I'm an Indians fan, and we've just been completely irrelevant yeah, the for the most are part. Quietly back in the playoff race, though. Yeah, I just they do this every year. <laughs> not, I don't get my hopes up. Like I, yeah, they're I watch from afar. I'm just looking it up quick right now. Oh, they're back under 500, uh, four games out of the playoffs. Oh. That's yeah. okay. We can root for the Royals again. 
Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> it sucks because, like, I used to watch them every single day. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I was a huge baseball fan, so I played baseball in high school. I mean, I, I played baseball growing up. Like, I, I, that's all I really played up until high school, and then I played football and, and baseball. And so, I mean, I loved baseball, and I just I just don't have any love for it anymore. And I don't, I don't know if it's because of, uh, you know, the 07 Indians playoff run or, or the uh, 20, I think it was, like, 2009 or 2010 playoff run um i just remember like being scarred by those teams and um as i moved away from ohio to where i can't watch their games anymore i just kind of was like yeah i don't really like watching like four hours of baseball anymore yeah uh, I, I, it's just it's tough it hurts for me to say that but it's just kind of the case of it now oh that's okay your cavaliers will be back on soon that's right that's right <laughs> love the Cavs. And of course, the Phillies are on their way to a hundred losses. So yay, they're they're only six away. So hey, maybe by the time we talk next week, the Phillies will have a hundred losses. That'll be something to look out for. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, I think we got another good hour in. Uh, broke down all the games a little bit. So as always, enjoy week three. Any parting words for our friends, Ian? Um, I just I wouldn't make huge sweeping statements until after week four of the NFL season. Uh, after that, you are certifiably able to somewhat freak out, <laughs> but not yet. Don't Good advice. Yet. Just, yeah, just you, you, you cannot weeks. fully week freak out until maybe Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, full freak out. You might know a little bit before then, but yeah, maybe barring, early November. But yeah, like barring huge disaster, try to keep it off till like week eight or nine, and then then you might be able to let it sink in. Depending on if you're if you're looking pretty rough, like two and six, yeah, you can let it you can let it out. But not at all until like Aaron Rodgers said, relax. So with that in mind. For my buddy Ian Wharton, check him out at NFL Film Study and check out his site, Draft Centric. I am Bill Rossetti at Bill underscore Rossetti on Twitter. Hit us up. Talk about anything your little heart desires. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week right here on the Gridiron Graduates. Until then, take care, everybody.